fantastic. Welcome and thank you for coming here. Will you please um, introduce yourself to us and tell us where you're from and what you do? Yes, my name is Gail Rocca. Mm -hmm. I, I live in Pennsylvania, which is in the United States. Um, I am a social worker and an interfaith minister. I am semi-retired, I guess you could say. I work part-time. Um, I'm very involved in a lot of uh, um, helping, helping, in a helping capacity with recovering addicts and alcoholics. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of work with that. Okay, well, thank you very much for being here. Will you please tell us how parental alienation is handled in your country? How is it viewed? What is uh, going on there where you are? Or in your well, state? Yeah, no, this is pretty much countrywide. I could speak for the whole country. 10 years ago, there wasn't even a name attached to this kind of behavior. Um, I, think it is, uh, I think it is a condition that is uh, becoming more out in the open. Mm -hmm. um, I think of it as the next uh, the next layer of the onion to be peeled to be peeled off in uh, in terms of our awareness mm -hmm. of um, you know what really goes on in families and what really goes on in our minds. It I I my therapist who is a wonderful therapist. It took her a while to even diagnose this as parental alienation syndrome. Um, this was probably 10 years ago. Uh, she even sent, sent me to a, uh, a trauma, she sent me to, to trauma therapy at a very well-respected clinic in Pennsylvania and they didn't even figure it out. Um, yeah, so it, it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't, and shortly after that, though, after some more revelations on my part, I guess you could say, um, it, it clicked in her brain, and, uh, but that's how far back in, in our consciousness the uh, concept of parental alienation is. It is absolutely not one of the first things we think of when we see uh, a, a dysfunctional family in that in that way. Uh, you you kind of we kind of have to dig around to get to it. Yes. So, um, and during that time of digging around and figuring it out, a lot a lot more damage gets done because we're not treating it, we're not handling it correctly. Um, so, but I do think we're making progress. I, I think it is becoming a little more, a little more mainstream. We've got a long way to go. Long way to go. Would you say mostly mental health practitioners are not really informed about it yet? Not, not don't have enough knowledge around these issues in terms of how to identify it and diagnose it properly? Let yes. alone how to treat it. Yes, I do think that. It's so just not the yeah, it's not the first thing they think of because in 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 terms of awareness, this is a new awareness. Yes. Okay. All right. Do you, well, thank you for that. 
it's very, very valuable information because we have the same problem, I think, in most parts of the world. It's education, education, education. That's what we need mostly. Do you have right. a, a, a story or an example that you can share with us? Uh, yes. Um, okay. My own situation, really. Um, my, and in my situation, my children are adopted. So, um, and I had no idea that during our marriage, um, I was being, I don't know, gaslighted, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. during, during my marriage. Uh, and it wasn't until, and I had a very close bond with the children. In fact, I had custody of them after the divorce and mm -hmm. uh, they lived with me. And I had a very close bond with them until their later teenage years. Um, and uh, when they were just acting, started acting beyond the normal realm of teenage defiance. And that's the other thing. Yes. Um, uh, in that age group, a lot of their behaviors can be uh, attributed to just teenage defiancy. Mm -hmm. but the, and, so, and so the diagnosis gets put off even longer because you're, you know, okay, just being a teenager, whatever. Um, but it, it wasn't until, you know, I, I just put my foot down and I said, no, this is worse than that. This is beyond that. So, um, and at this point now I do not have contact with either of my two children. Um, they don't, my, my daughter has told me point blank that she doesn't want me in her life at all that, uh, you know, that she thinks I she thinks I should have never adopted children and that um, she thinks that I never loved her. She actually says this. And that is so contrary to what, what you see before your eyes that it, all I could think of is brainwashing. And so um, yeah, right now I'm, I, I am estranged from my children. They are ages 30 and 28. And um, I am hoping that they're very smart. They're very smart kids and they were raised by me in a very spiritual environment. I am a minister um, and uh, I, I, with a lot of love and a lot of support. And I'm hoping that maybe someday uh, the light goes off, yeah. so to speak. I don't know what else I can do. I really, I really don't. I have no, I have no recourse. That's a very, very uh, difficult situation that you are in. And it's almost as if the children do and say things that are really absurd. If you look at the history and your family environment and the way they grew up, hey, they, the way they are behaving. Uh, Gail, just check if I'm, yeah, I unmuted yourself. It's, it's, it's a completely counterintuitive to what they're doing and saying, right? Right, right. Um, especially when I hear, you know, you you don't love me. I, you know, that is, I adored them. I mean, mm. you, I, I I I wanted to hmm, make up for the fact that number one, they're adopted. They mm. already lost one set of parents. I worry so much about. The future mental the mental health of these two kids, I really, really do. And from what I've read, 
their emotional um, growth, you know, is stunted. They have more difficulty in their adult relationships. I can see where that's going to be possible because my 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 daughter, in the end, uh, she just kept saying, "I I have no idea what to do with myself. I I don't know." I don't know what to do. She ended up moving to Germany to be with her her dad is my ex-husband and he lives in Germany. And I just, you know, I feel, I, I really feel sorry for her because she does not have the tools to be able to um, process information logically because she's got this whole false scenario uh, in, her, in her brain that is, runs her well, thinking. Yeah, so far from the truth. And, yep. and yeah, once hands are tied, you can't, uh, there's no response that you can give to that that's going to be effective when there's active alienation going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Um, just to close off, is what is the best advice that you would give somebody who's in that situation, in the same situation that you find yourself in? The, the best advice I can think of is to be aware and do not doubt your gut feelings. You know, if you feel like something is desperately off, do not blow it off by saying, oh, that they're just being teenagers or whatever. Uh, investigate that. Um, back, you know, back when this happened in, in my family. Of course, I never even heard the term parental Ooh. alienation. So um, my, my best advice is just to keep, keep your eyes open, really yeah. keep your eyes open because uh, how you treat these children while you still have them makes, is, is very different when there's parental alienation going on than than if they were, than if they are just defiant, unruly teenagers. It's very different, and um, and I probably, I probably made things worse many times mm -hmm. instead of instead of because I didn't know what was really going on. Yeah. Would you would you be able to maybe share an example of something that one can do that's really not good to do that would make it worse, as you say? Well. For example, what? can I ask you a question? Does it make sense or would it have, what impact would it have if you say to a child straight out, I think your parent is actively trying to alienate you from me? Can, you, can one say that to them? Or should yeah, I tried that? that. I tried that yes. and I got an even bigger brick wall. Really? In, yes, yeah, I mean, not even, not even a response. Like, uh, and I just I just mentioned it one time I, I to my daughter um, after I discovered it and I sent her what I did was I sent her an email with the information about parental alienation and I said I think I've I think I figured out what's going on here yes nothing and uh, and I think that drove her even further away I really do okay so it's not a good idea to just confront them with it directly because they are no, actually. Yes, please go ahead. No, I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the worst things you can do. Yes, it's I because really do. they've been they've literally been brainwashed, and they're really not in a position or a place to really grasp what's going on. 
So, no, they are bra- they are brainwashed, and anything anything negative that you say, anything, they are going to magnify that a hundred times. You can uh, you really have to watch what you say, uh, definitely about the uh, alienating parent. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, it's it's a very fine line to to try to parent a child. Um, who is in the throes of that and, and you still want to be an effective parent. Yes. Yeah. It's a huge challenge. Very yeah. big challenge. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming online and doing this. I, I really appreciate it your, and your contribution. Thank you very much. And I'll be in touch with you so that we can maybe do more of this. Yes, that would be okay. great. I am open for whatever. I just want to get this issue out in the open. So we can fix it. We we'll continue the education. Thank you so much, Gabe. You can. Thank uh, you too. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Okay.